Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do, do terrific work. You can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including uh, special guest Kathleen Pasadomo. She is our Florida State Senate President. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. My wife, Linda, will be joining us at the end of the show as well. It is February the 13th, and on this day in 1633, Italian philosopher, astronomer, and mathematician Galileo arrived in Rome to face charges of heresy for advocating Copernican theory, which holds that the Earth revolves around the sun. Galileo officially faced the Roman Inquisition in April of the same year and agreed to plead guilty to uh, exchange for a lighter sentence. Put under house arrest indefinitely by Pope Urban VIII, Galileo spent the rest of his days at his villa near Florence before dying on January the 8th, 1642. He was the son of a musician, was born February the 15th, 1564 in Pisa, in what was today known as Italy, he entered the University of Pisa, planning to study medicine, but shifted his focus to philosophy and mathematics. In 1589, he became a professor at Pisa for several years, during which time he demonstrated that the speed of a falling object is not proportional to its weight, as Aristotle had believed. According to some reports, Galileo conducted his research by dropping objects of different weights from the Leaning Tower of Pisa. From 1592 until 1630, Galileo was math professor at the University of Padua, where he developed a telescope that enabled him to observe lunar mountains and craters, the four largest moons of Jupiter, and the phases of Venus. He was uh, also discovered that the Milky Way was made up of stars. Following the publication of his research in 1610, he gained acclaim and was appointed court mathematician at Florence. Galileo's research led him to become an advocate of the work of Polish astronomer Nicholas Copernicus. However, Copernican theory of a sun-centered solar system conflicted with the teachings of the powerful Roman Catholic Church, which essentially ruled Italy at the time. Church teachings contended that Earth, not the sun, was the center of the universe. In 1633, Galileo was brought before the Roman Inquisition, a judicial system established by the papacy, in 1542 to regulate church doctrine. This included banning of books and, and conflicted with church teachings. The Roman Inquisition had its roots in the Inquisition of the uh, Middle Ages, the purpose of which was to seek out and prosecute heretics considered enemies of the state. Sounds somewhat familiar to today's activities, doesn't it? Amazing how history repeats itself. Today, Galileo is recognized for making important contributions to the study of motion and astronomy. His work influenced later scientists, such as the English mathematician and physicist Sir Isaac Newton, who developed the law of universal gravitation. In 1992, the Vatican formally acknowledged his mistake in condemning Galileo. That's 1992. Can you believe that? Some 300 years later. <clears throat> well, the Dow Jones and Industrial Average closed at a record high, while other major indexes dipped slightly as investors wait a fire hose of information this week. A new government inflation reading drops this morning and 61 companies in the S&P 500 report earnings. In additional news on markets, Chinese uh, ruling Chinese Communist Party has replaced the head of the securities regulator as uh, public anger grows over the Chinese stock market crash. Meanwhile, the communist regime has resorted to administrative intervention to stop stocks from plunging. They're even outlying short selling. Uh, Chinese stock market has continued melting down since the new year, reaching its lowest point in years just uh, last week, with thousands of stocks hitting a uh, limit down. The plummeting stock market has seriously affected the confidence of investors, both domestic and foreign, amid China's slumping economy. And I'll just add that this is what you get when you have a centralized economy. And uh, making decisions centralized as opposed to using pricing theory in the chaos of the pu public in terms of buying and selling. Irrespective, I think the Communist Chinese Party has its handful, hands full with the economy right now. This is a developing story, and watch how it 
for news when it comes out. Well, cities around the world are set to celebrate Mardi Gras today, the final day before the Christian fasting and religious observance period of Lent begins. Mardi Gras is the culmination of carnival season, which officially began January 6th every year, the 12th day after Christmas, and ends the day before Ash Wednesday. New Orleans is considered the home of the best-known Fat Tuesday festivities in the United States, with at least one million visitors typically flocking to the city and helping to bring in about $1 billion in revenue, although Mobile, Alabama claims to have hosted the very first Mardi Gras celebration in the United States. The reveries also generate thousands of pounds of discarded beads. Now get this, in 2018, the New Orleans says that it found over 92,000 pounds of beads in the storm drains along five blocks of the parade route. 92,000 pounds. Uh, I've been to Mardi Gras. It's fun watching the, the, the festivities. New Orleans Mardi Gras Focus uh, Social Clubs, known as Q's, will culminate our carnival season today with uh, several parades featuring elaborate floats, including the famous Cruise of Rex and Zulu. So, happy Mardi Gras. Well, the Senate is wasting its time passing tens of millions of dollars in foreign aid without border security measures, House Speaker Mike Johnson suggested in a Monday night statement. In a statement issued less than an hour before the Senate began the series of procedural votes to waive budgetary points of order and invoke cloture on the bill, Johnson dismissed the effort, suggesting the House would not bring up the bill in the absence of having received any uh, any border policy change from the Senate. The House will have a co- to continue to work with, on its own on these important matters, Johnson said. America deserves better than the Senate status quo. Uh, Additional funding for Ukraine's stalemate war against Russia has been increasingly unpopular with the Republican base despite pro-endless funding Senator Romney claiming that on the Senate floor the vote will be soon take to provide military weapons for Ukraine is the most important vote we will ever take as United States senators. I can't believe I voted for him in in the uh, Republican election when Obama beat him. Uh, during the re-election. Unbelievable. Mitt Romney, what a disaster. Uh, Johnson made clear the Congress should uh, make progress in addressing America's southern border before even considering supplemental foreign aid. And you know what? The Senate doesn't have to do anything. The president could do it all on his own. He dismantled everything that uh, on the border that uh, Trump had in place. Uh, everything. He just dismantled it. He could just put it right back with the executive orders. He doesn't need a budget. And he doesn't need a vote from Senate. Just do it, and we can move on with business. By the way, Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio claimed Monday that Senate's latest bill for aid to Ukraine and Israel contains an impeachment time bomb for former President Donald Trump if he's reelected. Vance, in a memo to GOP Senate colleagues, claimed that the time bomb is buried in the text of the legislation as a way to prevent Trump from denying further aid to Ukraine if he's elected back to the White House. The supplemental represents a uh, an attempt by the foreign policy deep state uh, blob uh, to stop President Trump from pursuing his desired policy, and if he does it so anyway, to provide grounds for impeach him and and undermine his administration. Vance wrote, adding the Republicans should oppose the bill, and we certainly uh, do. That's <laughs> can you believe that they they're already planning on Trump winning, so they're going to try to figure out ways to impeach him. Uh, embedding it in legislation. Well, however, Donald Trump enjoys the respect of a strong plurality of American voters polling far ahead of Joe Biden or Nipparata, Nipparata, uh, Nikki Haley and a host of other leading Democrats and Republicans, according to Rasmussen data. 42% of likely voters opted for Trump as the person they most respect as a leader when offered the choice between the former president, the incumbent, Haley, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, and Mitt Romney. Biden was the only choice of only 21% of likely voters, raising slightly to 25% among men, but dropping to 18% among women. He performed even worse among voters, aged 16 to 39, a key demographic for the Democrats, earning the support of just 16% of the uh, cohort compared to 34% for Trump. Significantly, Trump appears to be far more successful at winning over not only his party's base, but also earning the respect of Democrat voters and independent voters. 75% of GOP voters chose Trump. Only 43% of Democrats chose Biden. 
<clears throat> Trump was the also the choice of 13% of Democrat voters and 39% of other voters, while Biden was the choice of just 7% of Republicans and 13% of other voters. Among the also-rans, Obama had the strongest performance but was still far behind Trump on respect, being the choice of just 17% of likely voters. Haley was the choice of 5% of likely voters and 3% of women, whom she claims she appeals to. The worst performer was Clinton, chosen by just 2% of the likely voters and even lower 1% of Democrat voters. Romney, the former GOP presidential candidate and the leading never-Trump voice, did not perform much better, being chosen by just 3% of likely voters. So there you have it. The most respected politician in the United States right now is Donald J. Trump. And by the way, what's old Joe up to these days? Well, he has nothing planned on his calendar this week. Not one thing. Well, Maisie Melissa Pillip, the Republican running to replace former GOP uh, George Santos in New York in a special election today, she received the endorsements of a dozen city and county uh, police unions, although her opponent, former New York Democrat Tom Soze, uh, disparaged the support. Those same police unions endorsed George Santos, and I don't think we should use them as an arbiter of this election, he said. I don't know. He's like, yeah, apparently he's disparaging uh, police unions when he says that. But irrespective, the election is scheduled for today after Congress expelled Santos from office early in December as he faced multiple federal charges in a health ethics committee probe. He, uh, Susie now uh, lost his seat to Santos in 2022 midterm election, and a poll last week showed that he's uh, is ahead of Pillup 48 to 44 percent, with 7 percent of likely voters still undecided. Phillips said uh, Friday that she received the endorsements of New York uh, Police Department, several Nassau County-based law enforcement unions, and various other New York law enforcement groups. She also received the endorsement of the National Border Patrol. Uh, Phillips said on X, former Twitter, that uh, Border Patrol Union endorsed her because their members know that I will secure the border and clean up the uh, sanctuary city mess. Philip is an Israeli-American Orthodox Jew who was born in Ethiopia and later served in the Israel Defense Forces Paratroopers Brigade before moving to New York. After she voted early in the election for herself, Philip said, It just took me back 30 years that I am now Maisie from a village in Ethiopia running for Congress and voting for myself. This is the American dream. It is very, very emotional and very special. Just God bless America, she said. So interesting. Certainly pulling for her today. I hope she is triumphant in the state of New York. Uh, Israeli combat officer uh, running for Congress. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples the website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our Florida State Senate President, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. And now serving dinner, 4 to 8 p.m., Wednesdays through Saturdays, a terrific menu. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambos says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. 
The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us our Florida State Senate President, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. So I know you're up in legislative session right now, and uh, I think you're probably nearing the end now, aren't you, about about three more weeks? Yeah, we're in week six, so there'll be three weeks after that. So we're going to be in the home stretch next week. I mean, this week's a dividing line. We finished committees uh, last week, so all the bills that have not been heard in their first committee of reference are dead, which means probably about a, a... 1,500 bills or more are dead already. That's so um, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is remarkable the effort that it takes to get a bill through. Uh, I guess, what, two or three committees? Uh, yes, three committees usually. And then uh, they have to match up in the House and the Senate, be heard on both floors, and then um, sent to the governor. And they have to match up exactly. And the same thing with the budget. So. It's actually much easier to kill a bill than to pass a bill. Yeah. So uh, uh, perhaps you could highlight some of the things that are important to you in coming through the Senate right now. Well, <coughs> well I have um, my, my several mission initiatives, three really. My Live Healthy initiative, and I apologize, I have a sore throat. My um, uh, Live Healthy initiative has passed the floor of the uh, Senate. And it's over in the House. Um, they've indicated as of yesterday uh, that they're going to pass it as is, which is good because I didn't want them to amend it and send it back. Um, my other initiative of the school DREG, um, I think the House is looking at making some changes, and we're trying to maneuver our way through that. Um, and then my, my, my other initiative, I mean, I have a lot of them, but the three big ones is the uh, wildlife corridor expansion, conservation lands. Mm-hmm. And the speaker and I are doing that jointly, so we're working together on that. And um, um, that's going to be a really, really cool bill. Maybe you could comment uh, on a controversial bill about uh, uh, making uh, social media, or you know, I'm not exactly sure what the rule is, but to make social media unavailable for people under the age of 16. That is very controversial. It's a priority of the speaker, and um, they've passed it in the House um, and then send it over to us. But when they sent it to us, they said, oh, we need to make some more changes, So, you know, which is kind of unusual. Uh-huh. So basically they're giving us whatever changes they want to be made. We have not heard it in a committee yet, so we need to do that. But, uh, in fact, it's scheduled for tomorrow, but we're still waiting for the House changes. Uh, very unusual. Um, the governor has expressed some concerns. Um, we, it's, a, it's a needle that has to be carefully threaded. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some uh, there's some consequences that may be troublesome, uh, such as we were told yesterday that the way the bill is, is drafted now, um, it would uh, preclude anyone under 16 from from even having a Netflix account or or see Disney Plus. So, um, you know, we have to we have to figure out how to do that. It's, it's it's very very controversial, very difficult, but we'll get there. Well, but the the intent is good, of course. 
yeah. which is basically to uh, with the level of suicides among young people and right. bullying and so right. forth. It's all all right. uh, with good intention, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> and, and unintended consequences. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe you can comment. I, I saw a couple of headlines in Florida Voice. Uh, Florida plans plans to bat uh, slash climate change priorities and directs uh, the state to look at nuclear and hydrogen. Sounds like a pretty good idea to me. Any thoughts? Uh, well, I haven't seen that yet, so I'm not sure who's doing it, but it'll show up on my desk eventually. <laughs> okay, and then the, the, another one is Florida proposal uh, would look into rescinding all property taxes and uh, put in some sort of a uh, transition tax, I guess, or... Uh, that's a non-starter. Uh, that's a, a one House member filed that bill. See, that's the problem. People file bills all the time, mm-hmm. and the press takes takes uh, takes it and runs with it, and it never even gets a hearing. Mm-hmm. So, and then session's over. So that's one of those. Ah, gotcha. So, well, then, uh, how's everything looking towards the end of the uh, the session? Um, so far, so good. You know, we're going to be focusing on the budget next week and week after. Um, and we're going to start start meeting with the house on on you know our budgets. We both passed our budgets last week, but they're they're about they're similar in dollars, but totally different in in where they go. So we have to start um, we have to start negotiating on that, and you know so we can get done on time. So interesting, Kathleen Pasadoma again, our Florida State Senate President, and uh, I just hope you feel better spending a week <laughs> in Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Morton. We'll find out what's new with Boo, uh, former voice of uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and in her radio show, and now down here on the Paradise Coast. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Here on the Bob Hartman Broadcasting Network. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Make it a convenient and stress-free experience by calling the dynamic and trustworthy husband and wife team of Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties. Find out about their unique and complimentary post-closing concierge services not offered by other area agents. Matt and Megan Chionis give you the competitive advantage to command a premium price for your property. They personally attend all showings, create a marketing strategy for your property, and offer that complimentary concierge service to your potential buyer. This hands-on approach has helped them set several sales records in Pelican Bay and many at near-record prices. Megan and Matt Chionis understand that as an affluent buyer-seller, your needs and desires are unique. You deserve this level of service. Megan and Matt Chionis are passionate about the Naples lifestyle and they want you to enjoy it too. Call Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties at 239-269-5310. That's 239-269-5310. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Thanks so much for listening to The Bob Harden Show. Are you seeking new customers or contacts for your business? Why not promote your business to our loyal listeners? Join Johnson's Air Conditioning, Blue Provence, the Collier Senior Center, Lulabee's Diner, and many others who've been advertising on the show, in many cases, for years. The rates are reasonable, and there's no required long-term commitments or contracts. Let me help you promote your business to our loyal listeners here on The Bob Harden Show. Visit the website, bobharden.com, or send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. That's bobharden at hotmail.com. Welcome back to The Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. 
Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Tim Garrett, candidate for Collier County Supervisor of Elections. Tim's a 33-year resident of Collier County, a military veteran, a retired sheriff's officer, and a graduate of the FBI National Academy. Tim stands for Safe, Secure, Ethical Elections in Collier County. Vote for Tim Garrett and check out his website, votefortimgarrett.com. Paid for by Tim Garrett, Republican for Collier County Supervisor of Elections. Coming up, we're going to be uh, visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo. Boo Mortensen, right here on the Paradise Coast. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's always my pleasure, Rob. And I remember having, going through when we were young, different fads that kind of swept the nation. Uh huh. And uh, one happened before our time, but I thought I'd talk about a few of them. One was called flagpole sitting. Now, I don't remember that. Obviously, I wasn't born, but this started in 1924 Yeah, by a guy named Shipwreck Kelly. And I don't know how he got to the top of the flagpole, but he stayed aloft up there for 13 hours. Yeah. Well, the nation was riveted to all of that. The word spread. There were copycats. And in 1924, a guy sat up there for 49 days. <laughs> You're on top of a flagpole. you got to carry a lot of salami sandwiches to make that happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, obviously, it fizzled out. Yeah. But that was a fad. Now there's ones that I will remember, and you do. Do you remember when you used to see how many people you could stuff into a telephone booth? Of course. Sure, absolutely. And how about those uh, photograph booths? Uh, that uh, used to pay a quarter or something like that to get a, get your photograph. So, uh, yeah, I do remember that. You know what, the, the, a fad that jumped into my mind when you mentioned that is uh, uh, seeing people climb buildings uh, with uh, very little support and, and getting to the top of a building. That's death-defying and crazy. It is indeed. I mean, it's one thing to get stuffed in a phone booth. It's another thing to <laughs> climb up the side of a building. But you're right, fads come and go, don't they? And it's just pretty amazing how they can capture uh, the, the public imagination. Well, I think a lot of them are started at campuses. You know, kids are half-baked on beer and whatever they used to drink back then. But uh, moonshine, I guess. But 1950s, they got, I think the record is 25 people managed to contort themselves into a phone booth. That's impressive. 25. <laughs> that is but a... then there are no more phone booths, so no. that was the end of that fad. Okay, then there's another one. This one I don't remember. This started in 1939, again, on a campus, Harvard. It was started by a $10 bet to see how many goldfish a guy could swallow. You know, I do remember something about that. I do, too. I yep. do. do you know what the record is? No. 42. 42 goldfish. That, I, I just can imagine the stomach uh, tr trouble after that. It reminds me of the time we were sitting in, in, the, in the refectory, and uh, somehow, someway, it came up that uh, how many uh, BLT sandwiches you could eat. So Jesse Jupiter, who is now a world-renowned surgeon, ankle surgeon, uh <laughs> He said, "I'll take the bet." And he said, "I like." He said, "Give me ten BLTs, heavy on the mail." <laughs> I'll never oh, forget no. that. <laughs> I never forget that quote. Well, he actually pulled it off. <laughs> and he ate them all. He ate them all. Ten BLTs, heavy on the mail. He said. <laughs> oh my! Well, you know, I think they still have food eating contests. Yeah. You know, they do that at a lot of fairs. You know, how many hot dogs? How many brats? How many pies? Well, how about this guy? I think his last name is Chestnut. He seems to win the, the Coney Island uh, thing every year, eating some amazing a number of hot dogs, like 70 or something like that, in, in less than three minutes. I don't know what the time frame is, but it's just incredible what he could accomplish. Oh, my gosh. Well, the last one I remember, and this was again in our era, 1975. Uh, remember the Pet Rocks? Oh, I do. A fuss-free pet. Yes, I do remember the pet rocks. And the rocks even came with a uh, in a box that was a pet carrier. There was an instruction manual on how to teach a rock. 
No, I don't remember that, but I, I do remember the fad of pet rocks. It reminds me of uh, the these uh, raggedy dolls. I forget what they were called, but they're kind of puffy dolls. Oh yeah, remember that? That was yeah, just... I do. I can't remember the name of the dolls though, but yes, that it... was a big fad. Well, and I'll, I'll call it a fad, but uh, when we were young, I also remember a fad of hula hoops. Everybody had a hula hoop. And uh, then there's a fad of slinkies. Remember slinkies? Oh, yeah, going up and down stairs. Right, yeah. right. So, uh, Are there any today? Fads? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I... The uh, Pet Rock started during the Vietnam War. As the Vietnam War was winding down. And they thought everybody needed a good laugh. Maybe we do need something in this day and age. That's what we're lacking. We're lacking a fun fad. A fun fad. Well, that's true. Everybody's kind of uh, polarized. and But I think a, a lot of it is social media. That might be one of the fads right now we should uh, get by and get through with is uh, being so infected and influenced by social media. Yeah, I, I'm afraid that the... Uh, Genie is out of the bottle on that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you get the genie back in the bottle. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, but you could still create a fat. No, I remember. Well, there was one that was really neat where it was for ALS, and you got buckets of ice water and started dumping it on people as a way of a fundraiser. Now, I don't know if that would be defined as a fad, uh-huh. but it certainly lasted for over a year, a couple of years. I do remember that. I yeah, do. they dump buckets of ice water over people, celebrities, sports figures, and uh, raised money for ALS. You know what I remember is those fundraisers where you'd go to jail uh, and stay in jail until somebody bailed you out by uh, contributing money. Do you remember those things? Yes, yes, I do. And then they would call you from jail. Yeah. And you had to you had to donate X number of dollars to help get them out. Yeah, it's pretty clever, actually. Good way to raise that money. That is, God, maybe we ought to do that. Except our jails are pretty full, but um, that would be a, a eye opening experience. It would indeed. Uh, we don't, in my opinion, in some liberal cities, we don't have enough people in jail. They give let them out without bail. So, yeah, the fad has to be whimsical and fun. I kind of like the pet rock. You know, it's nonsense. Or remember the chia pet. Yeah, I, that's the one that was in my mind, and I couldn't, I couldn't articulate it. But that's where you you watered the thing, and somehow it grew grass and yeah. grew, grew hair. Yeah, I think I gave you a, an Obama chia pet. You know what you did? Yeah, mm-hmm. years ago. I thought that would be really a special thing for you. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm eternally grateful, but I forgot what what I did with my Obama chia pet. Uh, I can imagine where it is. Yeah, uh, probably in the garbage. It so, yeah, it is. But, you know, those were kind of the good old days when things were whimsical and fun and not heavy, not aggressive. You know, it was just for the fun and the whimsy of it. And I think we've lost some of that. We have indeed. Well, I'll just uh, end our discussion by letting you know that Vice President Kamala Harris said she's ready to serve. The Wall Street Journal asked her, uh, given voters' concerns about Biden's age now, and 80, 86% of voters are on the poll, uh, does she have to convince voters that she's ready to be if needed? And Harris answered that she's ready to serve. There's no question about that. She is just, she has no emotional intelligence, if you know what I mean. She just comes across as a complete idiot, actually. And I think, yeah. quite frankly, I think that uh, Kamala Harris is Joe Biden's insurance against the 25th Amendment. Uh, refresh me with what is the 25th Amendment. Where you can have uh, uh, the President of the United States removed from office because, uh, for uh, a reason of in- in- incompetence of some sort. Wow. Well, I th- that's... I think she, if if anything, she serves as an insurance policy for Joe Biden against that. 
Yeah, because they'd rather have him than her. Absolutely. Boo Mortensen, it's, well, it's always a pleasure to get your thoughts. Uh, I'm going to start thinking about fads. What kind of fads do we need going forward? I really appreciate your commentary. Yeah, you bet. Right. Have a good day. You as well. Thank you, Boo. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, Seton Modley, the founder and president of Less Government, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal was the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. In a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences and opening a 44,000 square foot performing arts center. First performance is in November, November the 1st. Pretty exciting. And uh, in the meantime, some great performances coming up at our at the uh, current center. And that would be uh, go to the website, Gulf Shore Playhouse. Dot org, golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have the Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. You know, I, you wrote a really just thought-provoking piece. Corrupt D.C., out, constituent service, in, crony service. And it's a, a great concept, and I think it just hits the nail on the head. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, the, you know, every... Congressional office, and you know, I'm, it's it's undoubtedly you know it's it's up and down the food chain. It's the state house, state legislatures, and 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 all that. There's a couple of staffers, or in the smaller offices, probably one staffer. You know, in the big offices, the Senate offices, is probably four or five. In what they call constituent service, that's uh-huh. the name of the department, and that's you know. When you when you go to the Capitol and you want to get like a flag that's been flown over the Capitol, that's you go to the your senator or your congressman's constituent service uh, department, and they get you the flag. Well, that's ceremonial and and not you know not the the, the business of the legislature. What the constituent service is supposed to do really is listen to the the concerns of. Their constituents, uh, not not for flags and not for you know uh, ceremonial stuff, right. but for you know going in and saying, hey, I have a I have a problem in the you know with with how things are being done and how you guys are doing it, 
and I want to discuss this with you. Well, I, I, I never got the vibe, going back to my days in the Texas legislature, uh, there, was some, there was some genuine interest in the, on the part of the elected officials at, in Texas. I got almost none in, in D.C. of genuine interest in what the constituents wanted, what the constituents thought. And I think the reason for this is, one of the reasons is, they're not in the constituent service business, they're in the crony service business. Yeah. That department is very active and, and always, on, always in tune with their, their, crony, you know, their crony services, uh, their, their, their crony masters. And because and, and, uh, we see this time and again, we spent decades staring at D.C., Going, what? The, why are they doing that? What? What? Wh- that makes no sense. Why are they doing what they're doing? And it's because they're doing what the the, the cronies want, right? Because it, and it's all almost always in diametric opposition to what the constituents, what's good for the constituents. And you know, and one of the examples I use is immigration. There's been an overwhelming majority of people, Democrats, Republicans, Independents, whatever. Who think an open border is an insane idea? Right, and with the and with with the exception of Trump's years, four years, it's been an open border for decades. And we just stare at them and go, "We've made our voices very clear on this for decades, and nothing ever changes. Nothing ever happens because the cronies want it that way. The constituents don't. The cronies do." And both both sides have reasons for it. You know, the, the, the Republican business interests want cheap labor. Uh, the Democrats want votes because we know they're voting now in local elections in, in many places in the United States. And by the way, they say they're voting in local. If you don't think they're also voting, I mean, how do you differentiate? Yeah. You have separate ballots printed for local elections for yeah. illegal aliens. I mean, it's crazy. They're voting in the election. All Let's right. be realistic. Yeah. And so... But so that that's a prime example of decades worth of crony service uh, at, the, at the expense of constituent service is the is the border. It's just it's crazy. We for decades we've just said, "What the hell are you guys doing?" And nothing ever happens. And um, there, there's tons of examples with big tech. Uh, they got Section 230 in 1996. Um, and it's it's basically a blanket amnesty from any obligation to do anything that, for anybody. Right. And it, it's it's a, it's a it's a it, they can hop from one foot to the other when they're when they're editing and 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 censoring conservatives. Oh, we're a publisher. Um. But then when they want uh when they want the protections. Oh, we're a platform. Yeah. Well, that was the distinction in the in section two thirty. You can't do both. They've been doing both since the inception of Section 230, 30 years now almost. Um, it's, it's the main reason they've gotten as huge as they've gotten is because they can do whatever they want whenever they want. It's, it's, there have been several court rulings that only expanded the, the range and, and the power of Section 230. Right. And it should be fixed. It should have been fixed decades ago, and it won't happen. Why? Because big tech cronies don't want it to happen. Um, it's been three decades of the internet. We still don't have any privacy legislation, any data privacy legislation. Why? Because big tech doesn't want any. Right. Because they want to they want to sell your data to the highest bidder, unfettered by any limits whatsoever. And that's what they have now. There's no there's no data uh, the data privacy legislation. There are no data privacy laws, so they can do whatever they want. Yep. Unlimited, unfettered. Um, n- now. Is that enough for big tech? No. They've been pushing net neutrality now for 15 years, six, you know, however long it's been. Um, there have been multiple Democrat administration efforts to jam it through, and it's been dumped by courts. And, and uh, one time Obama did it in 2015 and Trump dumped it in 2017. It's been multiple efforts. Why? Because big tech wants it. Because big, it outlaws big tech being charged for the data they use. Right. This is another great example of constituent service versus crony service. If they outlaw with net neutrality big tech being charged for the data they use, the only other people to charge for all the bandwidth expansion and maintenance that exists is us, the constituents. So you and I will pay dramatically more for an Internet connection 
to augment the profits of Google and Facebook and Netflix and, and Apple and Microsoft. You know, so and that's what net neutrality is all about. Uh, and that's why it keeps, it, that's why it's the, the zombie uh, policy. It just keeps coming back and keeps coming back and keeps coming back because big tech wants it. Well, you know what? I think you hit the nail on the head again. It's uh, it's we, as one uh, person said, we've got the best government that money can buy. And who, where do they get the money? It's from K Street. It's from the, uh, uh, f- from the uh, constituent or the crony services, I should say. I had an idea. I, maybe I got it from you. I'm not sure, but it, you know how you see these uh, Indianapolis 500 cars with all the. L- decals and lo- hang hang the logos on congressman suits yeah just know that you just should have to wear a suit that has all the logos where they get so much more than a certain amount of money I mean, yeah. pfizer and, <laughs> and you know it was it was amazing about three or four years ago there's a website called open secrets it's opensecrets.org yeah and they kept track they, they, they do they do you know it's very searchable it's very useful and and you can and they keep track of all the contributions and both the lobbying budgets and the political contributions of, of just about anybody you can think of. And there was so little interest in it, it was, it was actually going to go out of existence. Huh. And, and, then, and then some other nonprofit wrote it at the 11th hour to save it. But that's how corrupt DC is. Here's this little website which probably costs, I don't know, if it costs 500000 a year to, to maintain, I'd be shocked. Right. And there was there was so little interest in in keeping it alive, it almost died. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, people people should know where the you know, and we should know how people are finding. Is it any question in your mind how Nikki Haley's financed in terms of her oh, campaign? Please, it is an entirely K Street operation. <clears throat> it right. is. They're they're trying to throw millions of dollars at at Trump in the primary to slow him down, to then allow Biden to win. I'm not sure how that's an advantage for them. But they are that anti-Trump that Nikki, they're, they're spending millions and millions of dollars propping up Nikki Haley, who can't even beat no one, no, none of the above. None of the above. In, in Colorado. It's so true. See, I just really appreciate your kind. This is a great concept, and I wish I'd thought of it. Corrupt D.C. out, constituent service in crony service. And it's been that way for a long, long time. See, to really appreciate your commentary, visit uh, lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seaton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, going to visit with Linda Harden, my wife, where we're going to end the show and talk about some of the things that are going on in the world and right here on the Paradise Coast. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining to choice are the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples.
the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. They get the politics, they know the policy, and they help prepare elected officials to have winning strategies in their offices. You can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.com. We have with us Linda Harden. She's not only my wife, but also extremely well-informed about what's happening around the world. Linda, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Uh, You're welcome. You know that luncheon that we went to for Foundation for Government Accountability was just so good. And Taryn Bragdon is just so smart in what he's doing um, all over the country. uh, Thanks for that comment. Actually, uh, uh, I serve on the board of the Foundation for Government Accountability, have for the last decade. And in fact, my last meeting is this coming uh, March, and uh, but just very proud to be associated with them. They've grown in, t- in a decade from nothing, just a name, uh, to over a $15 million annual budget. They just do incredible work. So very proud of them, and I hope our listeners will listen, thefga.org. You know, I remember when, when uh, Taryn first approached you at, at the bequest of Rick Scott and, and when this whole thing started and the fact that Taryn has grown this to what the FGA to what it is today is a testament to his capabilities, intelligence, and and mission. Yeah, indeed. Well, he's so focused. Uh, he's the uh, and and what he does in his organization, he doesn't draw attention to the organization. Uh, he draws attention to the people that he supports, which would be the uh, people who are running for state house, state senate, congressmen. You know, when people graduate from being in the, the state house to being uh, elected officials in, in Washington, D.C., and he maintains those relationships. And instead of drawing attention to the, the organization, he draws attention to helping them be successful in their elected office. Yeah, it, absolutely. And and he is just, he's tapped into the some of the big names in Washington, D.C., to, to where he thinks um, things can can actually move forward. He's yeah. he's just he's just a brilliant guy. Anyway, I just wanted to say that well, luncheon thank you. that thank luncheon you. was amazing. I learned a lot. Well, thank you for that. You know, uh, <clears throat> uh, Tucker Carlson is out there. I mean, he is. Doing, he's on a world tour. He's on a world <laughs> tour. He's doing an outstanding job. The latest thing we watched was with. Uh, I don't know where he was speaking, but he was being questioned by. He was in Dubai. In Dubai, that was it. And uh, just a very, it was a, a, a good interview, I thought. The guy was speaking broken English, but irrespective, did a great job. And Tucker, to me, he is so vulnerable. I know he's being attacked by the EU. They want to permit him to, to censure him or to not allow Sanction him. Sanction him uh, for telling the truth. He simply is drawing out and telling the truth. So the American, his interview with Putin, I thought, was outstanding. His well, and and he spoke to his interview with Putin and and uh, explained why he asked the questions he did and and I thought I thought that two hour. By the way, the over two hundred million people have watched that interview with right. Putin. Two hundred million. Yeah. Uh, Fox News has got to be absolutely green with envy that that Tucker Carlson is getting so much attention for just speaking the truth as you say and red pilling as many people as possible about you know because because all the uh administration and and Hillary Clinton and Adam Schiff and all these people are demonizing Russia all the time and Putin all the time is the big big red devil I'm not saying Putin is a good guy in any stretch of the imagination but Tucker wanted to to provide the other side to the story. Well, and not, he wanted to clarify the story. He wanted to uh, let Putin have his say and wanted people the uh, I feel more well-informed of what's happening as a result of that interview, and I think everybody should watch it because, for the most part, we're being fed propaganda as opposed to being the facts of what's really happening. Well, and, and to the point about what's going on on Capitol Hill, that the Senate just passed this this mass bill, by the way, Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, said it's not even getting to the floor of the of the the House, which is great. But the fact that they're they're pushing this Ukraine thing, oh, if we don't stop Russia, if we don't stop Russia, he's going to invade Poland. He's going to do this and do that and the other thing. Putin has no has no intention. He doesn't want to do that. Well, not only that, but I mean, how the heck is he going to attack Poland if he can't win a border skirmish with with but Ukraine? It, but but he's not he's not even. Pushing that, I know he's. Not. I mean, if if you go and see the map where Putin has um, has infiltrated into Ukraine, he's not he's not no. barnstorming through this uh, through the entire country. He's absolutely not. He's staying on the 
on the eastmost side of, of Ukraine. Right. And can you imagine, I mean, God bless Tucker Carlson for speaking the truth because this this war, which, by the way, the, the United States is financing on both ends, um, has killed so many people that they can't even get young pe- young men as soldiers in Ukraine anymore. They've all been killed. And it's just, and what about all the innocent Innocents that have been murdered as a result. Absolutely. Well, uh, again, Tucker, I think is a—he's not for Putin. He's not against him. He's not for the war. He's for the truth. He's for the truth, and I think everybody who wants to know the truth would be wise to listen to Tucker Carlson. Just put him on your menu menu of things to do. Uh, you go to tuckercarlson.com. Uh, and uh, to get more information. But you can also subscribe to his network. And by the way, he's coming out with about 10 things to watch. He's working hard for the money. Oh, boy. You know, he's um, while he was in Russia, oh, by the way, he spoke to Edward Snowden. Mm-hmm. He also spoke to Tara Reid, who was the person who has been absolutely attacked by Joe Biden and everybody who wants to put everybody around him who wants to put her in jail for saying that Joe Biden molested her. Yeah. And and he's is she, not Is she in Russia? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, she's in Russia because she wanted to she wanted to escape all the all the They were out to get her here. There was a quote from Joe Biden that said I want her in jail. I want her in jail. So she escaped to Russia and Tucker Carlson has has spoken to her too. And and I think the list goes on. When I said the Tucker's on a world tour, I'm not kidding. No, well Joe Biden's a gangster. He's just... That's a compliment. I mean, he's he's evil. He is, he is evil indeed. I mean, to... to he's the, trying to throw his... Why isn't Joe Biden and everybody involved with him who is involved in election interference arrested and thrown in jail? That, that they're committing they're committing felonies by doing this. And, and yet know, the Justice Department is, is not doing anything. Oh, by the way... They're even talking about booting uh, the the head of the DO, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, because he came out, his department came out with that uh, unflattering report about about Biden. About Biden's mental acuity. Well, the fact of the matter is, either he has uh, he is a doddering old fool, and therefore probably couldn't be convicted in a court of law, or he should be indicted for what the crimes he committed. It's one or the other. You can't have it both ways. Impeach. I know you can't. Uh, you can't indict or do anything like that to the the president of the United States. And all they want to do is impeach him. But I think that Joe Biden has taken it to a a new level of criminality, and that they should just perp walk him right out the front door of the White House. In my opinion. Yeah, and my most uh, disturbing to me though is. Uh, the fact that he has he could care less about the American people or what he's doing to the economy or what he's doing to the freedom of American people, he has absolutely no concern about what that whatsoever. He's concerned about his own agenda and whether his agenda lines up with the American people, he could care less. Oh, by the way, keep in mind that he was supposed to, it was touted that he was going to go to East Palestine, Ohio to talk to those poor people who are still suffering oh by the way they can't sell their houses because of the the uh, the he hasn't uh, gone he didn't didn't no he never went and of course the the uh the weak uh people in the in the press room in the white house aren't even pursuing a a, Do do you know do you know what he's got scheduled this week almost nothing he has nothing scheduled Nothing. Did you see, by the way, did you see, and I know we're running out of time, did you see him uh, come out with uh, the King of Jordan yesterday? Did you watch that? No, I didn't. Oh, my goodness. It was, it, it just underscored what the Department of Justice said in their report last week. He, he went up and mumbled whatever he was going to mumble about King, Jord, uh, King of Jordan when the King of Jordan was standing right here. And then he called for the King of Jordan. I can't remember his name, the King of Jordan. Anyway, he came up to the podium and Biden is walking behind him back and forth, trying to look for his mark on, wh- on where to I walk. Understand. And and, jo- and the King of Jordan is looking around, going and and his look, his look. He didn't say anything, but he's going. What the hell are you doing? I know. He, well, the, the guy is is in, and oh by the way, that's what Tucker Carlson said in that interview in Dubai yesterday. He says he says I take no 
pleasure in saying this, but the leader of our country is senile. He is indeed. Linda, I just really appreciate your commentary and enthusiasm for the topic. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. Okay, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got some great guests for tomorrow, including Bob Levy, the chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute, and Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>